0: Greetings, adventurers. Before we begin today's tale, we'd like to talk about our sponsor for a service that is both useful and important. We speak, of course, of NordVPN. NordVPN is a virtual private network application, basically a magic item with infinite counterspell scrolls that can work against the scrying factions of the interwebs and various protective charms that keep your virtual communication pigeons and messages safe. In a technical sense, it establishes a secure connection to a remote server in the astral plane and allows you to access so much more content from across the world and greater multiverse.
1: We set up our podcasting business while we still lived in the U.S., but after moving to Germany, we saw several problems arise we hadn't expected. Some of the things we needed on a daily basis are region-locked to the U.S., like our banking. So we started using a VPN to securely log onto the banking website until we could talk to our bank about the issue. After two hours talking with them, their grand solution was exactly what we had figured out. NordVPN.
0: But NordVPN isn't only a stoic bodyguard, it also has a fun side. Did you know that a large variety of entertainment is region-locked, like your old DVDs? What's a DVD? Let's not make us feel old, and instead explain that while you're logged into NordVPN, you can stream television shows as if you were in a different country. I mean, realm state. So you might have access to an entirely new lineup of great entertainment from services you're already paying for and subscribed to. NordVPN even unlocked a menagerie of new German horror content we'd never even heard of and are delighted to be enjoying every week.
1: To get the best discount for your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash darkdice. Our link also gives listeners four extra months on a two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you've been thinking about using a VPN or are looking for a newer and safer way to utilize the content you're already paying for—
0: or really paranoid that the silent one is secretly reading your
1: emails, give NordVPN a try.
2: you pace, him?
0: Do you seek
2: him?
0: Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek, Do you seek, Do you
1: seek,
3: Do you seek the nameless god?
0: You have found yourself among those who roll the dark dice. What you are about to hear happened long ago. A story brought back from the edge of oblivion, dutifully transcribed, and enhanced orally to better captivate your attention. Previously, a team of adventurers fought for their very survival against murderous slavers, the Silent One, and their own senses. Now having finally reached Illmenor's Hope, their quest has just begun. Dark Dice, The Long Road, Chapter 5B, Heroes Welcome. As the team approached the clearing near Illmutter's Hope, their silent march was interrupted as one of their number rushed towards the forest's edge. Glom
4: drops to his knees and shouts up to the sky, We're out of the forest! Pineapple! Pineapple! Pineapple!
0: That's right. Drink in the joy. The faded dim rays of the winter sun peeked through the oppressive mist, giving shapes to the buildings ahead. Its dim glow and warmth seemed to timidly greet the team as they cautiously passed a number of trees, wreathed in decor both of skeletal and rusted metal. And just for a moment, the smell of rot seemed to grow faint.
4: Have we ever been to this town before?
5: We have not, no. We've seen us on maps, and I know some of the landmarks, if you could call them that. The mayor's infamous tea garden, the inn, and the church.
6: Well, not to dash your hopes there, but the garden you spoke of is probably not worth seeing at this time of the year. The inn, which doubles as the town's general goods store, may or may not be a den for my would-be murderers, and the church was destroyed roughly a hundred years ago, though it is in the process of being... Uh, it was. Sorry, it was in the process of being restored, but I think that dream may have... uh, I think the restoration efforts may be a thing of the past, if I'm being honest. But we did rescue a few of their children, so perhaps things might be a bit more cheery
7: than I remember them being when I was last here. That couldn't have been more than a few weeks ago, now. We have about an hour left of sun. We should seek shelter and a warm
4: meal. Have any of us been to this town before?
7: I have not yet. However, I believe Soren said that he is fairly well known here in all of the most problematic ways, I'm sure. This is a human joke, yes?
5: You said that your friend, uh, that your friend's with the innkeeper.
7: That's right. So I'm not
6: thinking there would be any reason we wouldn't be welcome here, but I don't believe there were uh, armed guards when I left. Yes.
4: Well, I might be a little on edge. Just trying to figure out how does this town feel? Does it feel like normal or is there like a hush on the town? In fact, it uh, looks a little depressing now,
0: from my memory. Soren, Ildricks and Glom could see the plain wooden buildings through the fog. But beyond smoke coming from the inn, the mayor's residence and a few selected houses, things seemed empty, quiet. This was no bustling trapper town, and the laughter of children and the chatter of friends was distinctly absent. However, a group of three men approached, curious to see who might have been brave enough to wander through those dead pines. Not garbed in the traditional colors of the Frontier Division, these men each wore a matching set of armor comprised of fur, leathers, chainmail, and fitted steel breastplates. A symbol of burning twin pendulums of the war goddess Ukafe, present on their armor and weapons, signified them as hell shields, Cell swords said to have no loyalty except a coin and brutality. The leader of the men was a stern-looking dwarf, a full beard leading into a crew cut, accented by scars. His face bore an unnaturally wide grin as he approached, seemingly unable to contain his excitement as he practically skipped closer.
3: Greetings, travelers. Are you travelers? Are you mercenaries? What are you? We love having visitors here in Ilmater's Hope, now that that terrible business has concluded.
4: We're just out for a picnic, friend. A picnic, you say? Oh, wait. No way. Is that... Is that
6: Soren? Uh, yes. I am, in fact, Soren Arkwright. I'm just flexing my arms casually, while making it look like I'm just scratching my chin there. Who wants to know? How about the entire life in town? You're right, hero. You are.
5: I thought you didn't bring the children back.
3: I didn't, but maybe the others mentioned me? You were part of the rescue party. I has told us about what your lot went through. Hair and shit, my friend. We're just glad that you, um... Hey! Hey, everyone! Soren's here! He survived! No, please.
6: I I didn't, um... (laughs) Well, all right. I...
0: I'm so confused right Out of nowhere, the doors of the village homes opened and a parade of humans and half dwarves emerged to greet the team, happy to see the hero of the Bright Veil, Sorin Arkwright. The leader of the men was a stern-looking dwarf, a full beard leading into a crew cut accented by scars. He frowned at Soren, who seemed mentally preoccupied. Staring off into the middle of town with a strange grin Uh. as the armed (laughs) figures stepped closer. Who the fuck are you?
3: We're very tired. Who are you? The man who'll have your throats nailed to a tree if you don't answer my questions. I'm Nick's Hellshield, and I'm in charge of this here village. Ill matters hope. Now who are you? A Hellshield, eh?
6: I'm uh, Soren Arkwright. How long have you been in charge of this town? There he goes again. Do you boys see this? In my defense,
3: I did answer your question. <sighs> That's fair. I've been in charge, say, say, a few months since the mayor kicked it. They had uh, some riots here and we were... Wait, uh, you say you're Soren Arkwright? You got any proof in here? Besides my rugged good looks, I assume you mean? Uh, yeah, aside from that, <laughs> I'm
6: not sure ac- how I would actually prove my identity. Being a, a
3: wandering uh,
0: forest man.
3: Yeah, uh, You lot smell something terrible.
0: Soren could attempt a persuasion roll. I got a one. But Nick seemed dismissive of Soren's claim, now suspicious. The bomb steps forward. Since when do travelers have to prove who they are? With Glom-16 and intimidation, Nix's posture relaxed some as he seemed to weigh his options with his eyebrows.
3: We just want to make sure that anyone else coming into our little village keeps things nice and quiet like.
5: You said anyone else. That would imply others came this way recently.
3: Uh, yeah?
5: And one could assume that these others caused a spot of bother?
3: You've had some problems, Salate. Aye. You see... Some other people came out of the woods, um, those woods specifically, the unofficially forbidden ones you all just came through. They had something of an, a series of incidents, giving our little village some problems, breaking laws, hurting people, and we were able to get crown approval to put a full-blown bounty on their heads as it were. If you're interested in a quest, I'd be happy to queue you in for first crack at them.
4: A quest, you say? Uh, at this moment, I believe we're just looking for lodging and food and shelter. No trouble.
3: Fair enough. The inn is uh, run by one of uh, my boys. It'll cost you um, about a seven silver for the night, if you're staying. Comes with a meal, too. Just ask Nether. Oh, and uh, if you cause any trouble, we'll hear about it and break your legs. But while you're here, as a matter of official state business, where are you all coming from besides them woods?
5: What connection do mercenaries have with the local law?
3: As I mentioned, Sir Captain Willard Osmark enlisted us to keep the peace here on behalf of the Baron, after the village had a few riots and wound up without a mayor or man at the Crown to keep it safe. Now I'll ask again. Where are you all from?
5: I show you my ring. We are nobles from House Vogelberg, and these are my companions. Our enemy is chaos, our hearts are pure, and our coin purses are full. Are you quite done with your inquisition?
3: Almost, but what about the scaleskin? Are you gonna bring fire on us, or are you one of the good ones?
7: No, I don't see any reason why we couldn't keep this a peaceful endeavor. I am a traveler of the world, my friend, and uh, wish no harm upon anyone here, truly.
3: Well, Ned should have the spare beds at the inn. Thank you. And if you think you're up for it, I'd be happy to discuss a few ways to battle chaos. Help out some helpless townsfolk and make a bit more coin too while you're here.
0: A quest,
3: you say?
0: For those who couldn't see, Ildric swinked at Glom. Harder this time.
3: Aye, we got some things you can maybe help with. And you'd be locals heroes too, if you can pull it off. For starters, <clears throat> the church is hunted proper. By ghosts, supposedly, but also by drifters. We're looking to burn it to the ground at this point after what's happened. You know, start fresh, but... If you could clear it first, we could make it worth your time. Sorry, you said the church, sir. Aye, we had uh, the almost restored church of Illuvian and Seligan. for it burned down twice before it was being rebuilt from wood and dwarven carved stone. It was to be a joint church, but uh, two priests who worked to build it left mid-project before the winter and never came back, untold. told. That was just before the riots. Well, before we got here. Not sure I mentioned this, but virtually all the town's children went missing.
5: That sounds terrible.
3: Aye, they were kidnapped using some sort of dream magic. Plucked from town, though, we're still not entirely sure the details of what happened beyond the basics. The local rescue team was a bit of a flop, it seems, and we unfortunately know them all to be dead now. All except a small handful that only recently returned pretty much empty-handed. Those that did come back, well, came back changed. And those who stayed here and who lost their children gave up, went a bit mad and, well, murdered the mayor and ransacked the church. It's more of a drug then at this point and, aye, that's why we here now. Keep in order and such. An adventurer who passed through told our superiors the terrible state of the hope and and we couldn't just let it crumble to chaos, eh?
7: So these people who came back, you said they were changed. Can you tell us more about them?
3: The kids came back from the woods, were scared and injured and only one of the rescue team came back with any sense about them. Two of them. The ones who came back from the woods straight up murdered a poor lass at the church. The deceased was named Rausen Brighthope, and if it can be believed, some of the trappers say that Rausen's ghost now haunts the church. Though it's only been that way for a few days, we god-fearing men of Yukafe don't really believe this ghost business. But a few or the less devout men under my command apparently did, since they up and abandoned their posts. Should it be of interest, those ungrateful facts are now wanted for desertion. And the bounty is ten gold per head. Dead. Twenty alive. You said it was someone who came back from the woods? Do you remember what they looked like? Oh, I remember. And I can do one better. Her and her weird... uh, cousin. Aye. They are Ravenna Granite Pike and Sindri West Pike. Quite a few charges in there for just a little bit of time in the hope. And is that
6: said bounty for them? Aye. Just out of curiosity, though I do
3: hate to mix theology and coin, how much would that bounty be? We're up to 700 gold for both, and dead or alive is no difference. I I genuinely want to know what they did to deserve such a high bounty.
5: And I very much do as well.
3: They defrauded an inn of two knights' income, grand theft of four horses, grand perjury before men of the crown during a... a witness testimony while under oath. Two counts there. Attempt intimidation of a man of a crown, assaulting a man of the crown, resisting arrest, coercion of children into aiding an escape, unlawful detention of seven citizens, and an attempt at forced religious conversion by force. At that very church we've spoken of. Getting to the bottom of the list. The murder of a peasant over religious differences. Uh, which is technically a hate crime. The, um, the murder of a local hero, Soren Orkright, monster hunter, and the murder of a paladin of Illuvian, Sister Tsavorite... Ca- Fall, who helped build the church. Hmm. Quite the uh, laundry list there.
6: Aye. Well, as I said, I am, Soren, the, uh, the one from the list there. And I'm very much alive
3: in some manner, as you can plainly see. Well, maybe we'll strike that one murder there from the list. But the other stuff on there is all violet, and the reward money should remain unaffected. I saw most of the crimes with my own eyes not a week ago. And uh, sen- since you saw them, could you just tell me what they looked like to you? Pretty much like the artwork. Those two, the wanted ones, were dwarfs. There was uh, the older one with a bit of a hunchback, Kind of bald with grayish fuzzy hair. His beard. Maybe green eyes and um, he wouldn't shut up about his god of life through he chained the god's name on us after he got a proper night's rest. Seligon normally a good god, but the old man seems to have taken the teachings in a way quite off. looking the doors of the church with a bunch of people in it and telling them they got to convert, and uh, things of that nature, yelling and spitting at them. The tall, is uh, a redhead, uh, looked a little bit thin, thinner than you'd want in a... a... Look, I'm not a leech, Yukafu is my witness, I'm just telling it like it is. Let's just describe the redhead as an unhealthy thing. Her skin looked all blotchy and pale, kind of like a vampire, and her eyes had this creepy gold glow about him. She carried herself like someone from a noble family, like your rich friend from Vinalhaven. And according to separate bounty records, she is from a noble family, who were also looking for her for different crimes altogether. She wore a sigil with the cordelon scales, and tall blue leather boots. Which were quite distinct. Last I saw them, they were headed north with the stolen farm horses.
5: This um this set of scales you are sure it belonged to the Kodalan?
3: Aye yes. Her family comes from up north in one of the holds.
4: I'm sorry, I forgot your name, sir. Nix. Nix, you moved pretty quickly from uncertain about allowing us in to asking us to solve your problems.
3: Well, you seem trustworthy, and if they're with you and your reputation is true, then perhaps you can do some real good here.
0: Glom chose to fail his insight check.
3: Glom
4: stands a little taller. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Hi.
7: And sorry, when was the last time they were seen here?
3: Right around four days ago now. Headed north, maybe toward Odin. There's a large human settlement on the border of Eastwood, and a fairly nice one at that. My uh, boss, uh, Sir Captain Willet Tosmark, is from there. And for 700 gold, 350 a head. It's not a bad place to help spend some
0: of that gold.
7: Your
3: proposition clearly
7: intrigues uh, some members of our party. Might I have a moment with my friends to discuss?
0: The party watched as Eldricks visibly thought of things he could buy with 700 gold.
3: Why don't you stay a night at the inn? And if you're so inclined, you could uh, maybe look into the ghost problem after you uh, had something warm to eat. <laughs> uh, in the shower, perhaps. Side quest! Haha! <laughs> we would love to consider it. Absolutely. Well, who cafe guide you? And you. Thank you for your
6: hospitality and for letting us in.
0: Nix motioned the team toward a plain two-story building of wood and stone. Smoke pluming from its ancient chimneys and an inviting sign out front that used symbols to indicate a place of sleeping and general goods. Well, those are my two favorite things. Should we do a huddle and come up with a plan before we get
7: inside?
5: Would we not wait until after... Okay. Where we're maybe a little bit more private and warm. Food would be great
0: right about now. Exhausted from their days without rest, heads dizzy and feet shuffling one in front of the other through the snow the team marched quietly toward the inn. A lone figure passed them, sneering rudely and spitting as they passed, but they were too tired or perhaps too indifferent to care. As they approached the snow-covered building, pushing its dark wooden door open, a small bell chimed, and two figures who appeared in the midst of a whispered argument looked up at the team. The taller of the two men, a roguish half-devil with grey skin and more than a few scars, squinted from Ildrix to Sorin, and then the others.
8: Ned, do you see a bearded man of deceptively average build and height? Yeah, I see him. Why? Oh. I just i just feel I must be seeing things. Wouldn't be the first time. Sorin?
0: Hello. Ias turned a lighter shade of grey as the shifting expressions on his face plainly betrayed the emotions haunting the innskeep. keep. Uh, uh...
8: Uh. What. Wh- what are you doing here? Uh. Yes, my friend.
6: I, to tell you the truth, I'm. not sure. Not exactly sure what I'm doing here. I. I'm alive, I guess. And I was hoping for a warm meal, uh, perhaps a side order of revenge against whoever stabbed me.
8: Well, uh, you've um, you've certainly looked worse. <clears throat> <laughs> have I now?
0: Only Soren's keen perception could see Ias's tail inch closer toward a set of throwing knives with each uneasy breath. A defensive action unknowingly being mirrored by Gale.
8: Look, it wasn't my fault. We were talking about who would who would seal the gate and preparing a proper vote. And, and well, you know, I would have voted against killing you. He caught all of us off guard. He was like the moment we saw what she did; it was already too late. You, you,
0: you were gone, and I was. I just wanted to take my son home. Stepping forward, mere inches from Aias, face to face, Soren quietly hugged his friend, much to the confusion of everyone in the room, who began to lower their weapons
6: forgive you, friend. I understand you had a higher priority at the time. I don't hold it against you.
8: Oh, thank fuck for that. Oh, and uh, since you're, well, you're no longer among the dead, I have something you may want back. Oh?
0: With some of the color returning to his nervous face, the half-devil raised a curious brass lantern with one of his shaking arms. And handed it to sorry
8: well this really is my lucky day did you get to use it at all no unfortunately the only dead person I wanted to speak with was killed a few months ago now not besides you of course
6: yes it certainly does seem like quite a lot of time has passed since we left it appears to have been a, a number of weeks months
8: something like that is that correct when we got back it had been phew, 10 months. Time passed different in that forest, it seems. I heard about the mayor,
6: Bright Hope, and I'm sorry. We should have
8: been here faster to stop it. Haven't really had time to think about that. One tragedy after another, really. Baron's strong, but still quite shaken. He's been having nightmares. I think it's safe to say that we'll all have nightmares for as long as we live, assuming the world doesn't suddenly come to an end one night. The little... Demon... Human... Girl... old. I'm basically her dad now too that her parents are gone. Gunter's next of kin is a bit of a way southeast, and... Well... I don't really feel welcome in this village anymore. Everyone here hates us. Hates that we... Failed. And we really did fail. But... <clears throat> Where are my manners? Who are your friends? Oh, yes. Uh, these are some new
6: associates I met while m- making snow corpses. Just the one, really. Please, come in. Um, Gail, do you mind stepping out from behind Ildrix? There she is. Thank you. So, everyone, this is Aeas Innskeep, an old friend of mine. Well, to meet you all. Uh, I'm
8: Nedd. I'm Glom. Glom of Vogelberg.
5: And I'm his sister, Gail Vogelberg.
8: Uh and uh oh, a scale skin.
7: Yes, uh Ildric's miston.
8: Miston? Yes. Sounds very spine of the world. Rolls off the tongue.
7: Thank you. I've I've travelled much of this of this land.
8: <laughs> no offense, but you all seem like you could use a bath, a cozy fireplace, and a meal that doesn't consist of something you caught in the woods yourselves. And it's some ale if you have it. Do you think you'd consider joining us on our quest? You know, for justice and vengeance, <laughs> hmm? As much as I'd love to murder me a Dwarven Guild member, even a fairly polite one, I think I do need to do the responsible thing and clean up the remaining mess from our last adventure. Old Baron and I are leaving. We plan to take Gunther to his family and we'll keep going east from there to start a new life somewhere else, somewhere less complicated. Yeah, I, I see... <sighs> I got my son back, Soren, and he needs a stable life. All does too. We can't get that here. And justified or not, there's no way I'm bringing them on a murder quest. You're welcome to stay in the basement. There's plenty of space for all of you, and it's quite warm. I'll also make sure that you're all fed too on the house.
5: Thank you for your hospitality, Iris.
8: You know, I've taken too much of your time already. I'll um, I'll just get you some food right now. Uh, you can all head down and enjoy the cosy fireplace. We can catch up after you've had a bit of rest. It's uh, just down that way. Oh, and there's another guest staying down there at the moment. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Clancy. Uh, don't forget the ale. I will bring plenty of ale. You know, actually, there's some down there, some uh, rum, but I'll get the ale right now. Much appreciated, Ayas. I am
6: going to go pass out, I believe.
0: Aya swiftly took to his tasks, vanishing like a shadow behind a side door, while Soren and the team opened the door for the basement and began their descent into the cozy den of beds lit by fireplace.
7: It seems the bill has already been paid with your your life, Soren. It uh, appears that way, or at least with
4: the uh, the coin of good cheer and past friendship. I'm confused. I thought the red-headed dwarf was the person who killed you.
7: Yes, that's correct. And is Rowena the one that Nix is appearing to look for? The one who we might have seen in the forest? It certainly sounds like it.
4: Though it sounds like
6: they've maybe moved further north before we got here.
4: The one in the forest who took out an entire encampment of armed guards.
7: Yeah, she does, she does fit the description.
5: I'd appreciate it if we found new ways to identify her beyond the redhead. I have red hair, and also ate quite a few unpleasant meals in those woods.
6: It uh, might be reasonable to assume if Rowena was up here at the time, causing trouble with her cousin, that she may not have been the one we saw in the woods. I'm not sure the timeline matches up. It
7: could have been our silent friend, but... Truly, I, I can't be sure. And let us not forget the side quests. There's some additional ghost thing they would like us to look into out of the goodness of our hearts and coin purses. <sighs> so, so I'm a bit confused. The bounty
6: only applies to finding the individuals and not to this church ghost hunt?
7: Not that I'm obsessed with material wealth or secretly have a primal urge to amass enough gold to make into a bed atop which I'll sleep and breathe fire as I yell at my neighbours to keep their volume down after the sun goes down, but that was the bounty specifically for the two dwarves. 350 apiece, plus 20 for each deserter, half of their dead, and we never got a price tag on the ghost, sure.
5: I got the impression that they wish us to rid the church of the ghost, or ghosts, of our own free will, which... I mean, I'm all for helping out, but perhaps a little investigation after a rest some ale and maybe some food would be in order?
4: So Soren, you've been to this town before? Yes. I have a bit of a reputation here. Had,
6: rather. This was the village where the children were kidnapped or led off into the woods somehow. It's where all this fun started for me.
4: And then you were sacrificed to close a gate?
6: Yes. We had passed through a gate, following the children, uh, chasing this silent one, and the one that he serves, that nameless god. We had several, um, experiences beyond the gate, and when we came back, the goal was to close it with a sacrifice, which appears to have been me.
0: But you're clearly still alive, so does that mean... The sound of movement in the dark pulled the team's hands toward their blades, and their eyes toward the gleaming, polished armor of a human, seated on the bed furthest from the fire.
2: Excuse me. I do not wish to interrupt, but also wish to make my presence known to you. Garbed in the black and
0: gold of Vernasco nobility, he bore the heraldic phoenix of House Fife, flying before the blazing split sun of the lost Darlarian kingdom.
5: Seeing as we've just travelled with Sir uh, Percival Fife, Percy, for a month before getting lost in the Dead Pines, would Glom and I recognise this man?
0: While Glom and Gale by no means knew everyone within the extended family of the Royal Fife House by name, they knew that they had not seen him among Sir Percival's retinue. While the man's heraldry and clothing implied he was a member of House Fife, or perhaps an impostor, With high insight rolls, his posture and disarming nature led them both to believe him to be a noble from the barony of Vernasco.
4: Um, Well, uh, uh, thank you, good sir. It would have been awkward for all of us to just chatter away with you hidden there in the dark. (laughs) Might we uh, inquire as to what ward you serve?
2: I serve the border baroness Malcavia Fife as a member of the house. In the spirit of honesty, I am... Technically of House Fife, but also of House Drez.
5: So you're technically a Darklander?
2: Dalarian.
4: Well, technically, if you come from the place where the sun doesn't shine, you're a
2: Darklander. Except that I've never been to the Darklands. House Drez worships the Lord of Light, and we hope to retake our lands from the actual Darklanders. The Undead Ones.
4: So, uh, that checks out, right, yeah? uh, So, who are you, sir?
2: I am Sir Alias Drez.
5: Not Fife.
2: I was not born into the family properly. While I am of both House Drez and House Fife, the name Fife is not mine. However, it is my life's duty to bring honour to both houses. So, awkward introductions aside, I see the sigil of House Vogelberg. Who might you be?
5: Gail. Gail Vogelberg. This is my brother Glom. Huh. The other two are our associates.
2: Fortune is with me today. Sir Percival is my cousin, ah. and he mentioned travelling with a Vogelberg in recent correspondence. Surely that must be you? Are you, by chance, travelling with him now? Is he an ill hope?
4: No, but we were with him just over a week ago. I, I suspect he's far into the gentler expanse by now, battling giants, orcs, and scaleskin. Uh, no offense, Ildrix.
2: None or- taken. Ah, well, my path is clear then. Herc and I must speed south to catch up with him. With light and luck, perhaps I can catch up with them before they reach the Darklands. Oh, and thank you. I sincerely appreciate your help. (laughs) I haven't used the bathwater tonight, so it should be fresh.
4: Are you sure it's a good idea to leave it this hour? Um, I... uh... You know, I, I hear that the Dead Pines can be a little uh, creepy and scary to travel alone at night. Not, of course, for solid, handsome knights like you or me or anything. Just, just, um, there's some creepy stuff out there that most people would be good to avoid.
2: I must get used to traveling at night if I'm to battle the ravenous undead of the Darklands. And I do appreciate the compliment, If he's already in Gensler, then I really must catch him before he gets too much further. He, well, kind of began this quest at my behest.
4: I see. Is is there anything that we can do to aid you?
2: If you wish to join us on our quest into the Darklands where we're hoping to strike a blow against them and bring peace to my family's lands. Didn't your family
7: lose those lands during the Dark Miracle, like a thousand years ago? I wouldn't really call it yours anymore.
2: It was 713 years ago when the forces of the All-Shadow attacked, murdering most of my family. Their blood still stains the soil. But unfortunately, death was not the end of their suffering.
6: I know this part of the story. That's when the dead rose as undead nightmares poured in from rifts in reality. Creatures from deep within the ground rose up from the under, blood rained from the sky, lakes and rivers froze, holy symbols cracked and shattered, and the sun itself sank back in horror, never to
2: return. Save your poetry for a story less hurtful to those still suffering from its effects. The restless spirits of my ancestors still walk those lands the bodies of their servants still guard our castle home under the rule of maggot-ridden vampires. I cannot enjoy my life knowing that they suffer a tortured existence as puppets for a god-damned necromancer. I journey south toward that frozen hellscape to put my family to rest. To neglect this duty would be a shame on my house, on House Drez, with Seligon's guidance perhaps we can inspire any who still live there to rebel, and take back the surrounding city. This seems like a bit more than a side quest. And you intend to do this alone? I was supposed to meet Sir Percival at Colt's point, but I was delayed on my journey south. South? As in,
4: you came into town from the north?
2: Yes, that's generally how it works. Why?
4: So you might have perhaps encountered two dwarves.
2: Ah, yes, them. I had the misfortune of breaking bread with the criminals, if that's who you're referring to. I didn't know that they were criminals until I got here to Ilmita's Hope. I take it they're your quarry?
6: If you're speaking of a Rowena and Sindri, the dwarves with the 700 double gold bounty, then yes.
2: They went by different names when we spoke.
6: You spoke to them, then? What did you speak of?
2: Many things, but I really need to be heading out now that my armour is on and my gear is packed. The most important detail is this. They intend to head north and reunite with the older Dwarfs' family.
6: And you say they give you different names. You don't happen to remember them?
2: No. Though they really do seem quite shady in retrospect. The girl did not seem well. Both of them were not well. Now, I really must be on my way. Hercules and I have a lot of riding to do.
5: You said she did not seem well. What ailed her?
2: I don't want to be rude, but she was incredibly thin. I didn't realise she was a dwarf until I spoke with the Hell Shields. Her skin was discoloured, a bit like his, and her eyes had this haunted look, a glint of gold, but it was sinister. I don't quite know how else to describe it. Beyond that, the old man kept mumbling to himself and a particularly bad limp. Now I really... I'm m- sorry, this is my last
6: question. Were they traveling alone?
2: It was just them and the horses.
6: I appreciate the information. Yes. Well, good luck on your hunt. Use you well.
0: The team sat in silence for a half hour, removing and cleaning muddy gear... "'rubbing sore feet and warming themselves by the fire, "'a moment of respite within that warm sanctuary from the elements. "'It was Ildrix who noticed a lack of ale "'and ventured beyond to see where the missing drinks had hidden themselves, "'returning five minutes later from his quest with Soren, "'passing Glom and Gale each full glasses while taking a sip of his own. "'Sorin placed the remaining glass in front of himself, "'seemingly unnoticed by the rest of the party as he sat, facing Sorin.
6: "'So... To return to our earlier conversation, we were the sacrifice. It uh, seems so. Yet we're still walking. That's the curious bit, yes. The Lord of Death is not the sort that gives gifts freely. Do you think the Silent One had something to do with it? Well, uh, Well, that's a disturbing line of thinking, because... That could imply a number of things, none of which lead to a good night's rest. Option A? That... that I'm dead, and all of this is just a dream. Let's be honest with ourselves, you're not that creative. (laughs) Ouch. What about Option B? Well, there's the possibility that I'm some kind of untethered, meaning that I died but I'm now doomed to walk as an ageless, undead revenant until I lose the memories that make me, me. That's not so bad of a choice, if you ask me. Well, I didn't. What about the last option? <sighs> that, that I'm still very much alive, somehow, despite being stabbed in the chest a bunch of times, and are avoiding it. I certainly understand the concern because if I didn't actually die then a certain gate would have been left unlocked and by interfering with an elven murder ritual that it's wide open and he can pass through freely and that means that instead of being undead I would share his blood the gift that was promised to me. Uh, I thought you'd forgotten our life. So Soren takes a drink of whatever was put in front of him, and tell me, how delicious is it? How long had it been since
0: Soren had last had a drink?
6: Oh, probably a while.
0: Soren found solace at the bottom of the glass, and fell immediately to sleep as his thoughts drifted to new subjects.
4: Glom finishes downing most of his and slams it down. Gail. Gale. I. This is all too much. Sir Elias? We were with Percy for weeks. There was no mention of a Sir Elias or a house dress.
5: Dress. You're correct. But he did say he was a bastard. Maybe they were embarrassed and didn't want to mention him. Maybe. There are certain members of the family we don't mention, so.
4: Ha! Huh. Well, I'm starts drinking Gail's drink.
5: Gail shoots him a look and removes the drink from his hand.
4: Ugh. <sighs> Okay, so none of us have slept well. Perhaps we should all sleep and then we can discuss the insanity that revolves around this group.
5: That's a fine idea. It's very nice down here, actually. I don't think we need to do anything else before we go to bed, right? No? Good. Good night, everyone.
0: Gail passed an unconscious Soren as she emptied the contents of Glom's boots into the fire. Leaving them near to it to warm and dry before turning to her bed. Ildrix and Glom were already well on their way to sleep as she glanced around the room one final time before positioning herself into a sleeping position that would allow her a clear vantage of her traveling companions in the room's only entrance. As night turned to day, the team all recovered four stress damage and lost a level of exhaustion, the horrors of the dead pines seemingly behind them. Dark Dice, Chapter 5B Heroes Welcome. Featuring Jeff Goldblum as the Silent One, Peter Lewis as Soren Arkwright, Holly Billinghurst and Sean Howard as Galen Glom Vogelberg, Russ D. Moore as Ildrix, David Alt as Iasinski, Tamur Yachalov as Nick's Hellshield, Ryan Philbrook as Netterd, Sinclair Bell as Sir Alias Drez, and Travis Fengroff as Dungeon Master. This episode had dialogue editing by Sarah Pachinsky of Polarity Audio Works and Travis Vengroff. Produced with additional editing and sound design by Travis Vengroff, with mixing and mastering by Dane Leonardson. This episode featured music by Stephen Malin, Brandon Boone, and Travis Fengroff. To support this production and get access to bonus releases, music, world lore, art, and early access to future adventures and D&D materials, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as Pod. This is a Fool and Scholar production. Thank you for listening.